There was one man who Jesus himself said was the greatest man born of woman. As we study through the life of John the Baptist, we will discover why God used him in such a powerful way. Join us now for today's study. What if things don't turn out the way you hope? <laughs> you know, it's easy to believe when all is going well, but when you really have to exercise faith is when you can't see things working out in the way that you think is best. And such is the case of John the Baptist. Now, we've established a great deal of first about John the Baptist. We looked at the first family in the New Testament. That was his family. Uh, we looked, of course, at the first testimony, which was Jesus' testimony about John the Baptist, powerful. Uh, we looked at his first sermon in detail and learned so much from it. We, we've just studied the fact that he was the first witness and set in motion the first disciples of Christ. It's a lot of first. But now when you come to Matthew chapter 11, to the closing chapter of John the Baptist's life, you find that the first witness was the first martyr. The first messenger in the New Testament now becomes the first martyr. And I would remind you that the word martyr and the word witness come from the same root word. Now that's interesting because your witness is more than a word. It's your whole life. And if it costs you your life, that's really what it means to be a true follower of Jesus Christ. I personally have found great encouragement in John's example in Matthew chapter 11. You think of John the Baptist as a man above the circumstances, above the fray. And yet, he had human emotions, he had physical limitations, he had disappointments. John, this strong preacher, would face weakness. He who boldly cried against sin had his fears. He who spoke with such confidence had his questions. Let's read a few verses in Matthew chapter 11, verse 1. The Bible says, And it came to pass when Jesus had made an end of commanding his twelve disciples, he departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. Now, when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which ye do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. You would think, well, John now has doubts. He's got questions. The Lord's going to reprove him, but he doesn't. He encourages his faith, and then he goes on, beginning in verse 7, to say there's never been a greater man born of woman. Don't you love the fact that Jesus, when you're hurting, when you're broken, when you're wounded, doesn't push you down. He lifts you up. And that's what the Bible says of Christ that a bruised reed will he not break, and smoking flax will he not quench. Oh, the devil kicks a man when he's down. So does this world. But Jesus never does. No, he comes to a man when he's down. He encourages him. And so he does for John the Baptist. But please get this point. Everyone has their struggle. 
Everybody has their stress, their strain, their hardship and hurt in life. Everybody. For example, John the Baptist had his desert experience. You remember he was in the wilderness all the years of his preparation and then much of his ministry. Luke chapter 3 verse 80 talks about that wilderness being his place. Understand this wilderness was a lonely place. The Jews even referred to that wilderness as the abomination of desolation. That doesn't sound like a place you want to go on vacation, does it? That was his desert. Some of you are in a desert time right now. You're in a drought, a dry spell, a lonely place, the wilderness. Could I remind you God met the children of Israel in their wilderness? God met Moses on the backside of the desert. And God met John the Baptist in his desert, in his loneliness. I'm telling you, a wilderness is a good place to meet with God. And everyone that is used of the Lord in any way is going to have their wilderness time. They're going to have their desert experience. So John had been through his desert. Then he had had his difficulties. And now the Bible says he's in prison. That's pretty difficult. Instead of liberty, instead of roaming through that wilderness and preaching, the walls seem to be closing in on him. The cloud has descended. The darkness has come. Understand, these are things he had no control over. Do you feel like you're in that place today? Your wit's in. You can't change the circumstance and you're in difficulty. Well, I want to remind you that the Lord Jesus comes to those who are in prison. The Lord Jesus Christ is not bound by geography or circumstance. Praise God for that. He had his disappointments too. He was left in prison. Wouldn't it be different I mean, surely Jesus would get him out, right? You would think John the Baptist surely would assume that the miracle worker could remove him. Later in the New Testament, Peter's going to walk out of a prison in the middle of the night, yet John the Baptist is not released. He's left there. Could I remind you that disappointments are usually rooted in our misunderstanding? In other words, we have a certain idea of the way Christ should do it and what Christ should do. And yet what we must do is learn wherever we are to believe that God's way is best. And then not only did he have his desert and his difficulty and his disappointments, yes, my friend, he had his doubts. That ought to encourage you. No matter how, per how great your faith is and how much you know about the Lord, you're going to have your seasons of doubts. You're going to have your question marks. Uh, after he's led so many others to truth and to faith, now he has some questions himself. We're going to talk about what he does with those questions because that's very important. I'm thinking now of John Bunyan's story, Pilgrim's Progress. You remember in one part of that story, the pilgrims went to sleep. And when they woke up, they were in the grip of giant despair. And that giant was taking them to a place called Doubting Castle. I think that's quite a vivid portrayal of what John the Baptist was dealing with here. He wakes up in the grip of giant despair. He's, he's taken to Doubting Castle. But I want to remind you, it's very important what you do with your questions. What should you do with them? Bring them to Jesus. Bring all your questions to Jesus. And by the way, in the midst of your questions, don't, don't speak in unbelief. Point others to Jesus. I love the fact that even when he's in prison with questions, he sends his disciples straight to Christ. And we'll talk more about that later. But only the Lord Jesus can take your question marks and make them periods and exclamation points. I don't care who you are. You may be John the Baptist. You're going to have seasons of doubt. Go back to what you know for sure. And then in the end, he had his death. He died before the age of 33. Think of that. He died before Christ died. His death was a harsh one. He's beheaded. And then he's beheaded for doing right, for standing against sin and, and doing what God gave him to do and being faithful to the truth. 
And I ask you again what I asked you at the beginning of our study today. What if it doesn't turn out the way you want it to? What if it doesn't turn out the way you think that it should? You see, there are going to be moments in life where there are things that are not clear, but one thing must remain clear, and that is God is God, and He's on the throne, and He has everything under control. God's Word reveals in the response of John the Baptist the way to finish well. I don't know about you. I want to finish well. So many people start well, and then some stay well for a season, but very few, it seems, to be finish well. I want to finish well as John the Baptist did. You cannot choose your circumstances, but you must choose your response. And so, for the next three studies together, I want to show you from Matthew chapter 11 the three things that John did in response to his desert and his difficulty and his disappointments and his doubt and his death. This is the way he dealt with it all. and This is the way we must deal with it all if we're going to finish in victory and power and faith. John the Baptist was not just like a firecracker that was a burning and shining light for a period of time. No, he burned and he shone till the end. And by the grace of God, we need to pray that all of us will do the same. Thank you for joining us for today's study. On our website, scottpauley.org, you'll find a link through which you can invest in the gospel. Would you consider giving a gift to help us extend God's word to others? You'll also find many other encouraging resources. Until we are together again, may God help you enjoy the journey.